Welcome everyone to our amazing 2020 Guide Dogs Guide Dog Users Conference. It is very strange to be in Connecticut, not in Chicago area. Um, it's very strange not to be able to hear people laugh. It makes me sad. So I've told my dog he has to laugh at me all afternoon. Um, this is our, the beginning of our two days of programming. We have, as is our custom and our joy, the Guide Dog Program Update is our first session for today. And then please stay with us because we have um, a really interesting presentation from uh, Lucas Frank about clicker training. Apparently he has been successfully clicker trained. So he says if that can happen, it can happen for anybody. <laughs> I want to remind everyone that we have our raffle this year. Her name is Zoom. She is a plush guide dog. I don't like to say a stuffed guide dog because that evokes memory pictures of a taxidermed guide dog. Um, <laughs> So she is a plush German Shepherd dog. She's in a seated position. She's about two feet tall. She has a collar, leash, and a harness. The harness is made by Hava, and her collar has a tag with her name wood burned into a wooden tag on her collar. Um, tickets are, correct me if I'm wrong, someone, because I always do this wrong, they're three for $5 and five for seven. seven five for seven dollars. I think I did that wrong in the newspaper today. That's really bad. Um, <laughs> I always do it backwards. You can have 10 for, no, anyway. Um, but the, the raffle prize, the tickets, this, I'm so sorry, ticket sales end tomorrow at noon Eastern time. The drawing will happen at the end of our session at the end of the afternoon tomorrow. So around four or 4.15. So please, please give her over to the um, website or call Sarah at the main office and get those tickets. Um, and don't forget to read about us in the newspaper. I want to quickly introduce Penny. I don't want to take some of the guide dog school programs. People's. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, Andrew, to jump in. I just want to provide the CEU code for this oh, session. Thank you so much. Yes. yes. What is the CEU? Okay. Code? So just to first clarify, this is the continuing education for those who have selected that option when you have registered for a convention and made the appropriate payments for such. So if you did not select CEUs, this does not apply to you. I will give, there's a starting and an ending code. I will give the starting code at this time. I'm going to repeat it twice and then I will not be able to give it after that. The, both of these codes are five character codes, mix of letters and numbers and not case sensitive. So here is the starting code. Again, I'm going to give this twice. It is the number zero, the letter A as in alpha, the number eight, the letter C as in Charlie, and the number five. Again, that is the number zero, the letter A as in alpha, the number eight, the letter C as in Charlie, and the number five. That is the start CEU code. And again, if you are a guide dog school representative, I do see uh, David is here from Leader Dog, and I've uh, given you the uh, ability to mute and unmute when it's time for you to speak. If you're a guide dog school representative only, please raise your hand at this time. Alt Y on uh, PC, Option Y on Mac, the raise my hand button on the screen of your mobile device or star nine if you're dialing in on the phone. At this time, if you are not a guide dog school representative, please do not raise your hand at this time. Back to you, Andrea. Oh, thank you so much. You are amazing. Um, Penny, I want to turn this quickly over to you. Um, this is an exciting year for us, of course, always with you as the president, but this is your last year as our president, our last month, days as our president. <laughs> you are right. 
So I just want to welcome everybody. Um, I think we've had a great six years, and we're looking forward to another fabulous six years with Sarah as president. Um, and um, I just want to welcome all of you. I wish we could all be together and exchange hugs, and I wish we could be picking up poop at the guide dog relief area and <laughs> playing in the playroom and all those fun things we do, but we can't, and so we have to do all this virtually. Um, I, I want to encourage you to uh, buy raffle tickets for Zoom. She is adorable, and uh, that's our only fundraiser at this convention, and usually we, we raise a little bit more money than that at our uh, annual summer conventions. Uh, but no matter what, we're glad you're here. We hope you have a great uh, time at our programming and we welcome all the guide dog school representatives. Thank you so much for coming and doing this virtually. And I'm going to turn it over to Vicki Curley, who's our guide dog school uh, liaison. Thank you. Thank you so much everybody for coming. What an unusual adventure this is and I I will admit a little bit of nerves as to how this was going to work out but we have had such wonderful folks at the helm taking care of this for us and I cannot thank them all enough there's too many to name I'm so grateful and I'm also grateful for the guide dog school representatives that are here and I cannot wait to hear what goodies they have to share. We know this is a very unusual time and it was such a difficult decision for schools to make that tough decision to stop uh, training and, and matching. And now um, hopefully things will be starting in the proper direction. So I've decided to be a little different um, well, that's just me. And rather than going, <laughs> rather than going alphabetical, I'm going to see how much I can confuse myself by jumping around the list. So I am going to start first. Welcome, Jesse from Guiding Eyes uh, for the Blind. Thank you, Jesse. Hi. Thank you, Vicky. And uh, you are right. These are definitely unusual times, um, but I am very happy to be here representing Guiding Eyes. Um, I'll tell you just a little bit about myself before I go into the update. I've been with Guiding Eyes um, as a guide dog mobility instructor for 18 years. Uh, and I recently, uh, most recently in our specialized training program. And I recently moved into our um, admissions department as the manager of admissions. Um, I started that job in March, right before all of the coronavirus happened. So it, it has definitely been an adventure for me, uh, learning, learning a new job uh, in very unusual times. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm happy to be here. Uh, even though we can't be there in person, it's nice to be able to connect with everybody in this virtual platform. So um, I do have updates. Uh, so I am happy to say that Guiding Eyes was able to reopen uh, both of our campuses on June 15th. Um, we were closed from mid-March to, to the middle of June. Uh, our, our Yorktown campus, which is our training center, and our Canine Development Center in Patterson, New York, both have staff reporting to work, which makes us really happy. Um, 
probably our biggest change as far as our training programs is that we um, we are temporarily not doing our residential training program. So we're not going to be doing a class program. We are going to be servicing everybody through our home training program. So it's a big change for us, um, but we do feel right now that that's, that's the safest option for us. Um, so all of, our, all of our training staff that was involved or is involved in what is normally our residential program is going to be involved in the home training program. Um, we have done one home training so far um, with a graduate in Vermont, uh, and we were super excited to actually be able to safely do that placement and and get the team get the team together and we do have another home training that's starting this week out in the state of Colorado so we're also really excited to to get that one started as well um, as far as the rest of our programs um, our, our specialized training program is operating as it normally does. The same thing will apply for specialized training. Uh, that'll be solely home training placements, which is actually pretty typical for our specialized training program too. Um, and as far as, as our admissions department is, is operating as normal, we're accepting applications. We are still doing... Um, uh, our home interview process, uh, which has, has changed a little bit um, for, for guiding eyes, the home interview process has generally been an in-person home interview. And we are now turning our home interview basically into a, into a two-part process. So if you, if you haven't had your, if you've applied to guiding eyes and haven't had your home interview yet, uh, this is what your home interview is is going to look like in the future going forward. Um, the first part of the home interview, uh, which for us has generally been um, just information exchange where we're asking questions to the person on the interview. They're asking us questions to get information about our program. We are going to be doing that um, either over the phone or on a virtual platform using FaceTime or Zoom. Um, and then the second part of, of that home interview can either be an in-person interview or um, we are also going to be doing uh, video recordings. So um, that will be determined with your regional guide dog mobility instructor. Um, with that video, if you if you are able to submit a video to us for the home interview, we have come up with um, a, a few guidelines uh, of things to follow that we are sending to people via email or just giving them the information over the phone. Um, and then if we do come and see you, if we are going to do an in-person home interview, at this point in time, um, the, the person you'll be working with, the regional guide dog mobility instructor, will most likely be wearing personal protective equipment. And if we're not able to maintain physical distancing, um, they will probably also ask you to wear personal protective equipment when needed. Um, our goal there is just to try and keep everybody as safe as possible. 
All right. Um, and as far as, so that's pretty much our changes for, for applicants. If you're in the process of getting a guide dog and have not yet been approved, um, for our graduates, uh, we do have, we are still doing follow-up support. Um, that's really important to us and always has been as a school. We have been able to get out and see some people in person to do follow-ups and work with them in their home environment. Uh, we've also been uh, doing follow-ups um, using technology which uh, has, been, has, has been a lot of fun, actually. Um, it, it's opened up a whole new world, I think, for, for many of us who've been in the field as instructors for a while and are very used to just doing everything with our graduates um, in person and being able to be there. Um, it, it's been a, a, big, a big change um, doing things through technology, but certainly there's also been some advantages to using technology and doing um, follow-ups through FaceTime or working with family members to be able to see the team working. Um, so, so we're actually pretty excited about, about um, the technology aspect of, of and adding it into uh, our, our services um, whether it's through training, whether it's with our graduates, uh, whether it's with the applicants, um, it's certainly been been a new uh, innovation for us. But we really, uh, we really see that it, it has a lot of potential. It has a lot of potential for the future. Um, let me see. I think I think I've covered just about everything. Um, I think. Oh, let me just add one more. I mean. Many of you may know um, our, our manager of admissions prior to me was Ben Colley. Um, ben is now our director of training at Guiding Eyes. Um, and he is also, uh, so he's still working. We still have Kathy Zubricki. Kathy Zubricki is still our vice president of training. But Ben has moved into that director of training role. And he started that um, right in March, right before all of this happened as well. So he's been, uh, he's been uh, do doing a great job. I mean, really, it's been a whole new world for everybody, and I'm sure, I'm sure everybody, every guide dog school is sort of in the same situation where many, uh, many things are changing very fast and very quickly, sometimes on a daily basis. So we're just doing our best to, to be able to provide our services um, to the people that need them, and we're looking forward to doing that in the future. Uh, we are looking at some point to bring back that residential class program. We don't want it to go away completely. Um, but for the foreseeable future, we are going to be working through the home training program. And, uh, yeah, I think that's it for me. Thanks for listening. Okay. Thank you so much, Jesse. Um, before we move on to the next um, school, I do want to mention that we will be accepting questions, but not until every school has had a chance to um, present. And also, if you are from a guide dog school and you have not checked in to let us know that you're here, please do so by raising your hand only if you are a school presenter. So let's move on to... Melissa Allman from The Seeing Eye. And Melissa, I have sent you an alert. You should be able to unmute yourself. I've just sent it to you again. 
Okay. Um, Vicky, do we want to move to someone else until we get Melissa sorted out? Sure, sure. Let's go ahead and move forward to Rivi Israel from Guide Dog Foundation. Okay. Hello, guys. Thank you very much, Vicki. Appreciate uh, you guys doing all this work and putting this presentation together and this whole uh, group. I just want to say thank you for everybody for attending and listening to the updates for the schools. For those of you that are new to Guide Dogs, uh, the Guide Dog Foundation is located on Long Island in New York. We were founded in 1946. We have a two-week program with home trainings available. We do have a student-to-one instructor ratio when on campus. We also do offer ownership to our clientele as well as continued support. Uh, this past year, the Guide Dog Foundation has continued all of its excellent care with all of our applicants and graduates. Um, again, we do have immediate follow-up support with our field service representatives. We currently have six field service representatives placed in the country. Um, each field service rep does have a particular zone that they are responsible for. That also allows each applicant and each graduate to have their own personal field service rep. Uh, so if there's any, uh, anything that does resolve, any questions, any comments, you do have your own personal field rep available. Uh, we do ask our consumers to call the Guide Dog Foundation, um, our main phone number, uh, in order to ask questions, and then uh, the consumer, consumer service office will then direct the call to the field service reps. On the call today, we do have Lauren Berglin. She is uh, our consumer relations coordinator, uh, so she's on the call with us today. Uh, she is one of the wonderful people in the consumer service offices that does assist. Our field reps also do have the ability to assist all of our clients via phone, remotely using video, which all of us are doing right now, um, as well as in person. Uh, because of COVID-19, we certainly are taking extra precautions. Uh, so prior to any visit, we're doing a, a big checklist to make sure that both the staff as well as the consumers we're visiting are safe. This past year, we've graduated 48 guide dogs. Uh, this is pretty, pretty nice, especially with the situation we're all in right now with COVID-19. <laughs> we also have an organizational high of accepted applicants into our program. Um, so it's going to be a long wait for some applicants, but of course, we're doing the best we can to get our dogs training. During COVID-19, us, like many other guide dog schools, have paused training guide dogs for the past three months. Currently, our guide dog trainers are back up in training guide dogs, uh, and they started about three weeks ago. During 2019, our dogs were all outside of the kennel, and the trainers were working with dogs, and even volunteers are working with the dogs, with keeping up their obedience and house manners. Our instructors were also reaching out to various consumers to offer support, and we also have a wonderful at-home exercise projects that we were giving out to all of our consumers. If at all you're interested in learning some of these wonderful programs you can do with your dog, please contact iDog Foundation. We also do have some staff updates this past year. We have a new program education manager, Olivia Poff. You guys might rem remember her from the Today Show with Sunny, our puppy with a purpose, as well as Charlie, our other puppy with a purpose. So she is now our program education manager. We do have three brand new guide dog mobility instructors, Anna Williams, Cameron McLendon, and Christina Morabli. We also have two brand new apprentice instructors, 
They honestly have the most interesting apprenticeship ever, considering they started three weeks before COVID-19 started and we had to close down campus. Um, our three new, new apprentice instructors are Katie Samuels, Olivia Deschler, and Lauren Cobb. They're wonderful and you guys will certainly meet them in the future. Uh, Lauren Berglund again joined our consumer service team this last year and Barbara Kaiser retired after 35 years as a guide dog mobility instructor. Some other things that we've been doing this past year and what makes Guide Dog Foundation different from other guide dog schools is that we do have step identification and we have leash guiding. We also are doing home training, uh, especially with COVID-19. Uh, the home training is going to be occurring probably starting probably the late summer, early fall. And we will certainly be in contact with any of our applicants that are waiting for dogs at this point. Uh, just to be able to match them appropriately and to see what their availabilities are. Again, with COVID-19, we have various protocols in place to keep the staff as well as all of our consumers safe. If anybody is interested, we also do have an ACV REP continuing edu education credit course um, that's designed towards professionals. So if anybody is interested in that, please contact our consumer service office. I think that is it about us. Um, so certainly just kind of keep in touch with us with uh, if you're an applicant, we'll be in touch with you guys regarding any home trainings. Uh, we're going to be doing on-campus training again in the future. Thank you guys so much and I hope everybody is helping you all. Thank you so much, Ruby. It's so great to, to hear that things are slowly but surely getting back to some form of normalcy. Um, um, Vicky, I'm sorry. This is Maria. We do have Melissa is yeah. unmuted now. So if we want to go right. ahead with her and just a reminder to everyone, uh, panelists, everyone, if you're not speaking to kindly be muted to minimize background noise, mute button on the screen of your mobile device, alt A for PC, um, command shift A for Mac and the uh, star six if you're dialing in on the phone. Thank you. Thank you guys. Hi, can, I, can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Okay, great. I apologize for that. For some reason, it was not letting me unmute um, earlier. So it, it decided that it did not want me to go next. So thank you for your patience there. We're all working together with all this stuff. My name is Melissa Allman. I'm the advocacy and government relations specialist at the Seeing Eye. And I have been at the Seeing Eye now for, well, I celebrated my two-year anniversary at the Seeing Eye in April during COVID, so I did that at home, and it's a privilege to be working with, with this fantastic organization. I'm gonna go back a little bit before the pandemic to talk to you about some things that were positive that happened that you may or may not already know about. In August of 2019, we celebrated our 90th anniversary with a splendid, special, and, and just, jam-packed, full of fun activities, graduate reunion. I think we probably had about, well, definitely a couple hundred grads attend the reunion. And we had incredible help and support from staff and volunteers who worked very hard to make it the seamless and special event that it was. And one of those people who was so instrumental in that is Ginger Kutch. And I think all of you know who she is. She was the volunteer advocacy specialist at the Seeing Eye for many years before I came on board 
as a relative newbie, and she received the Morris Frank Award at the reunion, which is an award given to people who are blind or visually impaired who exemplify the, the spirit and sort of the advocacy approach and efforts that, that Morris Frank is so well known for in terms of their advocacy efforts for people who are, are blind and, and visually impaired. So Ginger's work speaks for itself in a lot of ways, but she received that award and has been an incredible support and help to me as I have sort of um, come into my role here at the Seeing Eye. So that reunion was super special. And then Glenn Hoagland, who is our president and CEO now of the Seeing Eye, joined us in the fall and he transitioned into his role. And, and I, I have to say, I can't imagine that he ever knew that he would be you know, a new, new-ish CEO during a pandemic which we haven't seen the likes of anything like it for, you know, about a hundred, a little, a little over a hundred years. So that's probably not what he thought he was going to be doing, but that is what he's doing. And he, to this day, says that he, he's still very glad to be working for the Seeing Eye and to be part of such an amazing organization. So we're, we're glad he's here to help lead us through this. We formed a digital accessibility committee also during this, this past year, it's, it's a task force that is committed. And, and as a member of that task force, I can tell you that the Seeing Eye is committed to making sure that we are digitally accessible to our graduates, to our students, to our applicants, to, to the public who needs to be able to access our materials with screen reader and, and other sort of tools Obviously, accessibility is a journey. It's not a single event. And I think that we're doing really well, but we have the support uh, that we've contracted with an ex a well-known accessibility consultant that, that is making sure that we do what we are supposed to do and what we are committed to doing on that score. We have hired some new instructors. Our goal is to have six on a team. We're getting close to that because, of course, that will give us better teaching ratios, and we're almost there with that. We conducted a survey concerning dog, guide dog attacks and interference at the end of last year, and we've been doing a lot of work on analyzing and tabulating and making a determination about how best to use those results to help and, and educate and help the public and guide dog handlers, of course, first and foremost. So I should have said that in the opposite order, but if we don't educate the public, it doesn't help us. And then also internally, what can we do to make ourselves a better school and a better training program and equip our grads better in that area? This survey was conducted specifically of seeing eye graduates and there were some reasons for that one of it those being it helped us control for our our sample size and and sort of helps us know best how to continue to support our graduates dealing with the increased type of interference that we experience as guide dog handlers but it will also benefit the public and other guide dog handlers we want to make sure that that information is is helpful and available we have been in limited operations 
since March, the middle of March, um, now, now moving on to more you know, pandemic-related issues. But we are never fully shut down. That does not happen at the seeing eye. Obviously, we have to maintain our grounds and we have to think about, we have very dedicated veterinary staff and puppies were still being born and needing care at the breeding station. So things did not, they, they went into limited operations with and our donor and public relations department still working very hard to fundraise. So shutdown would not be a good way to describe what we experienced, but we, we certainly are looking forward to getting back to achieving our mission in, in, a, in this new normal in the way that we, we best can. You know, during this time, all staff were paid and received benefits. So we are extremely grateful for that. We are, during this time, we have continued to provide education to virtually to O&M programs about guide dog mobility instruction with the, with, through our training department and our outreach department. This, these are programs that we used to visit throughout the U.S. and Canada before this situation arose with the pandemic. And we've had to come up with some really interesting and creative ways to provide this virtual education, which we will continue to do for the orientation and mobility programs until we are able to return to visiting them. We are beginning to return to dog training operations gradually in July. We are going to start training small numbers of drivable students, local students that can be driven to the seeing eye at the end of August. We obviously have to take things slowly and safely. And we're gonna be doing some home trainings for people within commutable distance as well. We obviously have to make sure that we are adhering to all of the guidelines that must be adhered to, the CDC and other guidelines during this pandemic. We have worked with a scenario planner to make sure that we have some different strategies for doing that. Obviously, we want to get back to achieving and fulfilling our mission as much as we ever did in this new normal and, and continue to be better. We're nimble, we're strong, but of course, safety always has to come first. So that's all I have to say, and it's gotten very quiet, so I very much hope that I did not freeze and that you all can still hear me. <laughs> oh, yes, we can. <laughs> we heard you just fine, Melissa. Thank you. Thank you so very much. Again, one more time, if anyone from a guide dog school, a presenter from a guide dog school um, has come in and has not checked in, please raise your hand so that we can make sure that you get your chance to share. And we do have four more here, Vicki, just to, we've heard from three, right? And we have four more left in terms of who I know is here. Yep, that sounds right. Um, I'm ready for Teresa Stern with Guide Dogs for the Blind. And Teresa, you should be able to unmute, your, unmute yourself. 
All right. Well, hello, everyone. Um, <laughs> so great to be here. So wish I was there with you all um, hanging out at GDUI. It's always so much fun. My name is Teresa Stern, and I'm the Vice President of Outreach, Admissions, and Alumni Services at Guide Dogs for the Blind. I've been with Guide Dogs for, oh my God, 21 years. Oh, getting old. Anyway, um, and I'm here today with my guide dog, Wills, who is sleeping at my feet and wishing that he was hanging out with your dogs. So um, I'm going to kind of uh, start, for those of you who don't know, um, Guide Dogs for the Blind has two campuses, one in San Rafael, California, in the Bay Area, San Francisco Bay Area, and one up in uh, near Portland, Oregon. And we've been serving folks since 1942. Um, and I'm going to start out with uh, kind of like, <laughs> like seeing I did a little bit about the sort of pre-COVID, the PC, PC, before COVID. Um, we, uh, some of the things that have happened so far that we're kind of excited about. Um, so uh, we were able to have our seventh alumni reunion. Uh, we are the only guide dog school with an active alumni association uh, of chapters and um, folks. Uh, we have a board of directors of alumni to um, kind of manage all of our alumni programs because um, we really believe it's super important to um, in order to remain relevant and be a service that, you know, those of us who are blind and want to use a guide dog uh, want to use, then um, we need to be really in touch with our uh, with our folks, our graduates. So uh, we had a great port one in Portland, a great um, uh, uh, reunion in Portland, um, where we featured something else we're pretty excited about. We featured... Um, our movie uh, Pick of the Litter, which was then picked up as a series for on Disney Plus. Um, so if you have had a chance, I mean, I'm, we're all sort of like sheltered in place, watching a lot of TV. I know how that is. Um, it's a really fun series, um, and especially for, I think for guide dog users, because it brings us all back to getting our guide dogs and the first day and finding out the name of your guide dog, and then some of the. Um, you know, kind of trials and tribulations of working with a new dog and then graduating. And so, um, so that's kind of a fun thing to do. So we're, we're excited about that. We also were able to finish our um, puppy center, which is a huge uh, project for us. We've been working on for a couple of years. Uh, this center will hold all of our moms and and puppies and um, really will provide us with great um sort of uh, security in terms of, of you know, bio, of uh, disease spreading and biosecurity, I guess is the word that I want for that. So we're super excited about it. And, um, and so that was, that's all good news. Uh, we also last year uh, hired uh, Rabia Dow and he's a guide dog user. He has, um, he has been our director of advocacy and outreach here at Guide Dogs, and um, we're, expect, we're excited to have him in that role. One of the things that we were working on, we were so excited about, was um, we had a bill that we were working uh, with the state of California on to um, really kind of put some teeth into uh, 
the the companies that sell all the fake service dog stuff online and really making that um, much more difficult for people to do because that really tends to um, you know, be a problem for those of us who have guide dogs, legitimate guide dogs out in the world. And so we had a bill, but then everything closed down with COVID, including the legislature. So hopefully we'll get that back up on their calendar next year, but um, we'll keep you posted on that. So uh, speaking of COVID, um, so when things sort of started ramping up in March, uh, we started uh, moving off our campuses. We were still operations, anyone who could work from home, which was a lot of us folks, outreach admissions, client services, the sports center, um, all of us folks that are mostly on the phone and on the computer development uh, worked from home and are still working from home. Uh, those uh, we still had some folks on campus with our with our dogs that uh, were having babies, and so before we could take care of babies, we also sent some litters home to a staff of ours who were prepared for um, sort of raising those dogs. But we got most of our dogs off of campus in foster homes um, with people, puppy raisers, and people that uh, we. Uh, trust to kind of continue and, and keep up the good skills that those dogs had. So we did that by sort of having our training department in connection with, so each of their dogs, they were in direct connection with the foster care people that were taking care of those dogs off campus um, to kind of keep an eye on their progress. Um, of course, puppy raising was still going on, and boy, we had to—we all had to pivot to Zoom, right? Like we're doing now. So um, all of our puppy raising meetings and trainings and stuff like that um, were done through Zoom. A lot of our outreach stuff is being done through Zoom. Um, you've heard from a couple other schools; their O and M seminars um, for professionals being done through Zoom. We're also doing the same there as well. So um, uh, another sort of Thing that we're trying to do for folks that are is our applicant engagement committee. So we're staying in touch with those of those of you who are waiting um, patiently for your guide dog and for class, um, and keeping keeping folks engaged in the in the process. With um, we've had a couple of webinars and documents we're sending out um, on how to and also also trying to keep our graduates um, who are now probably shelter in place or not getting out as much, keeping uh, their skills up. We have um, a couple articles that we've written that are on our website if you want to check them out. Uh, boredom busters and back to basics uh, with some tips on keeping the dogs engaged and your relationships strong, even though maybe you're not out working as much as you normally would be. So we are um, taking a phased approach to, um, to returning to full operations and um, trying to be very thoughtful about that. And our overall philosophy is um, lead with care. And so we really want to make sure that everybody is kept safe. And, um, and so we've had a, an a operations team working with our executive team to make sure that this transition goes really well. We have a COVID officer who um, her job is to check every day because everything changes all the time in all the counties and states and things like that to keep an eye on what's going on. Um, and we uh, have been continuing to accept applications. We're doing home interviews a little bit differently now. Um, uh, where we're doing, you know, that 
the interview, either FaceTime or Zoom or on the phone, that kind of talking interview, and then um, and then having folks do some video, uh, that kind of thing for the actual O&M piece of it. And if we don't feel like we have enough information, then we're waiting and going back out to see that person once, you know, travel is cleared. Our client services team, um, which is the support center and all of our field managers have been working this whole time, obviously on the phone, and now starting to get back out into the field um, using, of course, appropriate PPE so that we keep everybody safe. And I just want to say, as a person who's blind, and, um, you know, it, it just... I can't think of a nice way of saying it, but it sucks, right, to have a mask and have to be out walking around with a mask because it really does affect our ability to see um, the social distance thing. Thing is hard, you know, try to explain to your guide dog six feet. So we understand all that's going on. And so we are actually working with our graduates um, in helping us uh, figure out some of the best practices going forward in training our guide dog teams and in getting back into uh, class. So like the other guide dog schools you've heard from, we're, you know, starting bringing dogs back on campus. We're starting to do some training of the dogs, getting them back up and running. And then we will be um, serving people towards the end of the summer. And likely those, those will be people that are driving distance in case somebody gets sick um, and uh, doing a lot more in homes. So um, so yeah, it's been crazy. We are excited to be back up and running. Um, but, you know, we really just really want to be sure that everybody is safe out there. And um, yeah, so that's my report. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Teresa. Yeah. All right. So let's move on to Rebecca Floyd from Gallant Arts Guide Dogs. Okay. And Can you hear me? Yep, there you yes. are. Ah, there I am. Okay. Um, yeah, this is Becky Floyd, Executive Director of uh, Gallon Heart Sky Dog Center, and I want to tell you folks what a great job you have done with this virtual conference. That is absolutely superb. Um, I, I didn't know it would go so well, but it's going great. Um, so thank you, and thank you for allowing us to come and, and present. Uh, obviously, we are a small, small school, so things haven't changed a lot for us because of um, COVID-19. Uh, changed some. We haven't been able to place dogs. Placed our first one again um, uh, two weeks ago, and uh, getting ready next week or the next to place another one. But um, we are still training dogs um, uh, limitedly uh, because, of course, you can't do some things, a lot of crowd work and so forth that we would like to be able to do. Um, but uh, anyway, we um, do have some dogs that are various places in the training program. Um, we've got a bunch of new ones coming in. Um, our puppy raiser program, we're doing a lot of it by video and uh, uh, some by Zoom. Um, we're doing, um, of course, we do own in-home training anyway, so that hasn't changed. But um, we do um, phone interviews. We do videos uh, from the graduates to see their coordination, balance, uh, gait, and, and that sort of thing. Um, we, um, so 
things are going along as um, as best they can. Um, the worst thing was one of our primary fundraising ventures was shut down for two and a half months, and uh, that kind of hurt a little. But we uh, we had prepared for such occasions, and so it's not not affecting us right now. Um, we ha- are building a whelping kennel, uh, a small whelping kennel. I mean, most of the schools would be just alarmed because it's it's small, but we don't ever intend to be a big school. And um, uh, we are building it where they will have constant access to um, to people, um, even during the night if a puppy needs us, we're there. Um, so uh, it's it's. Uh, it's going to be very nice. It should be completed uh, in probably September. It should have been completed before, but the rain has stopped that for a while. Uh, they were just ready to pour some concrete, and uh, it started raining and rain and rain and rain. But anyway, we'll we'll get there. But that has been a long time in coming. Um, gosh, some of our first graduate, our first graduate is uh, ready to retire her dog at 10, and uh, so that's kind of a startling thing for us. We're just not quite ready for this. They're not supposed to get old that quickly. Um, We um, are um, working on our German Shepherd breeding program um, a lot right now and hope to have some really terrific. We've had some good German Shepherds, but not enough of them. So that's why we're working on our German Shepherd program to have a few more German Shepherds available to us. Uh, German Shepherds that are sound in both body and mind, which, as many of you know, is something that's difficult to come by nowadays. So um, we are, of course, we um, do a preliminary orthopedic foundation for animal evaluation of hips and elbows prior to putting a dog into uh, actual guide dog training. So um, they have to be able to get by that at 18 months or they don't go into our program. Um, Let's see, what else do you need to know? We're... um, um, those are the main things. I wanted to keep it short today because I knew you would be running short of time, and uh, so I guess you kind of are. But um, we uh, have a, a number of applicants ready to go to our admissions committee, and um, that should be in the next few weeks. Um, so th- that part of our program is continuing. Uh, we're continuing to take applications, uh, go through the application process, do our interviews and do um, videos and do the um, have our admissions committee meetings. So that uh, hasn't changed at all. Um, um, anyway, I'll be here when you have questions. Um, and uh, so I'll turn it back over to you guys and for our next speech. Thank you. Thank you so much, uh, Rebecca. How wonderful. There's no rule that says you have to be big to be great. And it sounds like you all are fantastic. All right, let's move on to Jennifer from Fidelco Guide Dogs. 
All right. Hello. Thank you for inviting me to your conference. It's very exciting. Um, I have uh, a lot of similar um, feedback to some of the other schools um, in that we have also been operated in limited operations. Um, we also never shut down fully. Our vet med team was there every day, still uh, conducting appointments and keeping the puppies uh, healthy. We did have uh, a couple of litters whelped also over the past couple of months. And in fact, today is our very first day um, that the trainers um, reported back on campus. So we, um, we have had some of, uh, opportunities to keep the training up over the past three months. Um, we have had most of our training staff has taken a dog home with them, sometimes two, and kept it at home and done its training daily. Um, we also have a, a handful of the dogs went back to their puppy raisers. Um, for for the for the time being and just returned back to the kennel today um other times we've had a trainer go when it's safe and pick up the dog from somebody who's housing the dog um nearby and trained it for the day and then returned it back to the that family at night um so our um our trainers and vet med team are now back on the premises um our development department um admissions um any kind of um fundraising uh, staff are all still working virtually working from home and they will continue to do so at least through the beginning of next year um, administrative uh, admissions all of that um, our puppy classes have been going on virtually um, via zoom and they will continue to do that that we're not going to be having um, on-campus puppy classes um, at least for the foreseeable future it kind of changes day by day like everybody knows um, in terms of covid um, we had uh, been all set to move forward with a few placements around the country, um, and that had to be put on hold again. Um, so as of now, we are not traveling outside of Connecticut. Um, we're doing uh, some follow-up visits via phone, via technology, um, where, where possible. Um, but unfortunately, the travel around the country is uh, suspended. Um, let's see, we have a new CEO of this year. Um, we have uh, Karen Tripp, who's been a board member since 2011, um, has stepped up and taken over as CEO. Um, let's see. We also, for those of you that don't know, um, Fidelco does, uh, works only with German Shepherd dogs. And we also have always um, only done in-community training. So we don't have um, a dormitory facility. Um, and so we always were kind of uh, home on the road training. Um, we are in about in the 30s this year as far as number of dogs placed. Um, really are trying very hard to get that number back up. We've increased our breeding program and we also have uh, developed a collaborative with a couple of other guide dog schools where we've been doing some exchange where um, we might borrow a, a dog um, for to sire a litter, um, swapping a puppy from a certain litter, uh, you know, a, a one dog from our school bred to a dog from the other school. So we're, we're really excited about kind of experimenting with that and sharing resources and coming up with the healthiest possible um, dog with the best temperament um, suitable for guide work. Um, I probably should have introduced myself. I will give you a quick introduction. My name's Jennifer. I'm a trainer. I've been a trainer since 1996. Um, taken a couple of little breaks for when my children were, were young. And I just actually started in May 
um, started a master's program to become in a certified uh, orientation and mobility specialist. So I'm actually in the middle of learning Braille, which boy, <laughs> that has been challenging. It's, uh, it's very interesting. Um, actually, I'm enjoying it, but it's just it's just when I thought I learned something, uh, I, I, I got it down, and then they, sh- they throw in some more word signs and group signs and whatnot. So, um, so yeah, hands, hats off to, to all of you that are fluent in Braille. Um, anyway, uh, so I'm trying to think if there's anything else I missed here. We, we also have uh, three apprentices, um, and none of that has changed. And we were also very fortunate as well to, um, to have our staff still maintain um, on salary um, with full benefits and everything through this pandemic. So we're, we're extremely fortunate and we really are looking forward to being able to get back out there um, and doing those in community placements and, and helping more people. So I don't want to take up too much more time. So if I missed anything, um, if anybody has any questions, um, I'm, I'm, I'll be here till the end. And that's all I have. Thank you so much, Jennifer. Um, the last person that I have on my list as, of, as it stands now is David from Leader Dog. Certainly, maybe last, but certainly not least. <laughs> Thank you, Vicky. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm really sorry to not be with you all this year. The, the conferences are something that I really enjoy. So, um, so thank you for putting this together. Um, I'm sure we've all been involved in a lot of virtual uh, Zoom and Teams and all these different technologies that we have. So it's, it's great that we can actually still come together and communicate. Um, so uh, for those that haven't met me before, I'm David Lachlan. I'm the Director of Programs here at Leader Dogs. Um, we're located in Rochester Hills in Michigan. Um, and so my background, so this is my 21st year uh, in the guide dog industry, I started as a GDMI and um, worked my way through. So um, a little bit of post-COVID stuff, as, as we seem to be calling it. Um, so our last class, which is crazy to think about, um, closed down, gosh, uh, very beginning of March. I think it was March 5th. That was our warm weather class down in Florida that we do once a year. Um, not looking to do that this coming February, March time, but uh, that was actually our last class, which is amazing to think about. Um, we'd also launched our Facebook alumni page for anybody that had been through our orientation and mobility or guide dog programs. Um, so that, that was launched. Um, I think we have somewhere between 150 and 200 uh, alumni on there. Um, and we were planning to uh, update the residents as well, but we've put that on hold for now until we figure out um, what the future is going to look like for us. Um, so during the last three, four months, um, as we closed down, we had about half of our dogs out with team members and volunteers in, in the homes, um, and probably less, less than half actually, still on property. Um, where we had a, a skeleton of dog care and the vet team. And um, so we did keep some operations going in terms of our dogs. Um, so where have we been and where are we looking to go? So GDMI has actually returned 
to full training on June 8th. So it's, it's been about four weeks um, when they all came back. They were on split shifts to begin with, and, and they are now actually back to a regular shift as of last week. Um, and we just really utilize the, the vehicles that we have to spread everybody out um, just to ensure that everyone had got their own space. Um, and so in terms of class, we actually have started a local, very local. I think the client's probably 45 minutes from the Leader Dog Campus uh, and in-home training today. So this is the first start back to training, which is awesome. Uh, and of course, we've, like all of the schools are looking at, have protocols in place in terms of how we're going to train, use of PPE um, and distancing as much as possible. So you know, questioning, do we really need to go in the home or can we do touch bases via technology, the phone, whatever it might be. So uh, all of those sorts of protocols in place. And we are actually going to be starting our residence program next Monday. Um, um, so we, we're fortunate that we have a, a relatively large uh, residents. We have 30 bedrooms there and this is going to be a class of looking around five or six. So we're starting very, very slow, um, very small and all of those clients are um, driving um, for the same sort of reasons the other schools have talked about. Should anything happen, um, we can get people home um, much easier than if we had to, to worry about flights. Um, so in the residence, um, we've really changed a lot of that out around, not only in terms of the layout of where the seating, um, the dining room is, is huge now as it goes out into the banquet room and everybody's spaced out, but also clients have the option to eat in their rooms if they prefer. Um, so lots of options there, as well as just the protocol of how we'll be running the residence um, in terms of going out to trips and, and coming to meals and things like that. So um, we, we have all the, the, the necessary um, protective equipment as well that we need. Um, so uh, field-wise, field uh, we, uh, throughout this, obviously maintain contact with anybody that needed. We were obviously unfortun unfortunately able, unable to travel, but we use technology where possible. Um, we have field reps in, in various states. Um, so they've now started to visit um, clients who, who really need uh, that support. Um, and I'm the one who's responsible for looking at each state and looking at the numbers of cases and what's happening in those states um, for, in terms of their executive orders so that we can decide if it's if it's safe if we're able to go or not so um we really are as i'm sure everybody is looking at those things on a, a daily basis um so uh in terms of team um for those of you that uh know or knew of rod hainline he retired officially june 1st after july 1st rather after gosh 39 40 years um, with leader dog. So um, he, he's still with us on a, a consultancy type basis and working on some projects, but he officially retired from his chief operating um, or chief programs and services officer position July 1st. And some of you may have met Lorene Sudan last year. She came with us uh, to the conference. 
and she uh, has now taken the position of chief operating officer. She was previously the chief financial officer, so she uh, is now my boss uh, to introduce you to her. Um, so really, that, that's, they're the main updates uh, in terms of what we've got going on here at LeaderDog. Um, uh, we're excited to get back to some training. Um, we're taking every precaution that we can. Um, uh, we also prior recalled everybody on the wait list, all the clients that were waiting training, just to talk through um, what protocols we were going to be putting in place here and have put in place, but not only that, to see what their thoughts were and what their needs were as well, so that we could put a whole picture together of how we were going to train. And we've had clients who were perhaps due for residential training that have switched to in-home training, you know, so we're, we're really trying to be as flexible as we can be. Um, we're, we, have traditionally for many years trained international clients from, from Latin America. Um, and right now, I, I don't know when, sadly, I don't know when that will return. Um, the aim is that it will. Um, but as we, I'm sure we all are aware, when it comes to any international travel right now, it's, it's really a no-go. So that's, that's really sad for us. Um, at this current time but as I say as we learn more and and hopefully as as things get better for us all we'll we'll return to that training as well so so thank you um I am gonna have to drop off the call here at around 245 just so you're aware I apologize for that so I'll hand you back thank you so much David well that's um that's good timing because that's when we will be finishing up here as well. Before we go to questions, I just want to ask one more time, is there any Guide Dog School presenters here that have not given a presentation? I just want to double check on the couple that have not been able to come in to see if they are by any chance here. So if you are, please raise your hand. Yeah, please raise your hand. We do have someone who raised their hand. I don't know. This is going to be, let's see, another phone. Uh, let's see here. Just bear with. Oh, no, I think it's cleared out. I apologize. Give me one second. I'm just checking. So if you are a guide dog school presenter, no, there are no hands. So if you're a guide dog school presenter who hasn't yet gone, uh, please kindly raise your hand. It's star Y on PC, option Y on Mac, the raise my hand button on your mobile device screen or star nine if you're dialing in on the phone. Again, please, any participants with questions, please hold your hands at this time. I don't see any more hands coming up, Vicki, so I think... Okay, all right, so uh, we do have a few minutes for questions. So Maria, if you wanna give the instructions on how to proceed. Yeah, so let, so let me just uh, interrupt for one minute. Maria, I think if David has to leave soon, let's uh, start with anyone who has questions, particularly for leader dog. Um, he said he had to leave at 2.45, which is when this session ends, and so it's about oh, 2.33 okay. oh, right. now. Okay. Yeah. I just no, no problem. 
And if it's five minutes, I'm fine. I just wanted to... No, it's fine, David. We actually do have to end on time. We have to have the sessions ending on time. So that actually works out well. So, okay. Um, Very good. So, yes. Let me just repeat the instructions. I do see some hands coming up, which is great. If you'd like to ask a question, it is uh, Alt-Y on PC, Option-Y on Mac, uh, the Raise My Hand button on the mobile device screen, or uh, Store 9 if you're dialing in on the phone. And the first person we have with a hand raised is uh, Linda. And you should be able to, oh, you are, you are unmuted. Hi there. Um, this question is for Guiding Eyes. I heard a rumor that Becky Davidson is no longer working with the school. I want to know, A, is that true? And B, if it is, who is going to be replacing that position? Hi, Linda, this is Jesse. Uh, you are correct. Becky Barnes Davidson retired this year um, in early June. We miss her desperately. She's been around forever. Um, And we are planning on um, moving someone into that position in the future. Um, But we don't, we don't, we haven't opened up that position yet. Um, We're just trying to focus on getting training and, and getting everything back together um, during the pandemic. And then we'll look at um, doing, uh, putting then we'll look at getting uh, someone into that position. Okay, thank you, Linda. Next, we have Judy, and you should be able to unmute yourself. There you are. Hi, good afternoon. Um, this is Judy Matthews. Thank you so much to all the guide dog schools for all your hard work um, during this crazy, crazy time. Um, my question is to all the guide dog schools. I was wondering um, which of you... Uh, is training uh, students in Spanish at this point Um, because a lot of my clients, I'm a vision rehab therapist and I work with a lot of Spanish speaking clients. And also I've had a few clients lately asking about hypoallergenic breeds um, like poodles and such. Um, Wondering if anybody is still doing bichlas, um, maybe gallant hearts or uh, so those were my two questions. So Spanish and hypoallergenic breeds. Okay, thank you, Judy. So we'll give the schools some time to unmute since you have. Hello, Judy. Hi, this is Rivi Israel from the Guide Dog Foundation. Okay, go ahead, Rivi. Okay, Uh, we do uh, have hyperallergenic breeds. We do use poodles for people who do have documented allergies. Uh, We do not have any Spanish-speaking instructors, so unfortunately, we don't have a Spanish program. But I know David does, so David will probably have you answer that one. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, this is David from Leader Dog. Uh, yeah, so we we do um, train Spanish speaking um, both from mainland Spain because we work with uh, La Once there, and also our clients that come from Latin America. And so we actually use we we actually do have a couple GDMIs that speak Spanish, but that's not the complete model that we use. We also use volunteers who will interpret between the client and instructor. Um, and they are either volunteers of ours that live in Latin America or um, come with clients from Spain as a part of the Red Cross. Um, in terms of hypoallergenic, we sadly do not um, have any of those dogs at this time. Um, we don't plan to. Uh, I know that's something that often comes up and has throughout my career. Um, it's, it's a really tricky one in terms of finding, because it's usually a very small number of dogs, um, and then you, you mix that with the success rate and then finding the right match. Um, it can be done, um, but we aren't doing it at this time. 
Okay, any other schools? Again, to unmute, you're muted if you're not speaking. Uh, you can unmute yourself. Uh, guide Dog School reps, it's star six. If you're dialing in on the phone, the unmute button on your device screen uh, on PC, the shortcut is Alt-A on Mac, it's Command-Shift-A. Any others for the Spanish or, or hypoallergenic? This is Becky Floyd with Gallant Hearts. Um, we currently are experimenting with uh, poodles and uh, as a hypoallergenic dog. And we also, of course, have the very short-haired Doberman pinchers, which are certainly not for everybody either, but uh, we do have those. Uh, right now, we do not have the capacity to uh, train uh, Spanish-speaking people, however. So hopefully in the future we will, but not right now. Thank you. Okay. Anyone else for the this question? Since it was okay, well, hearing none, then we're going to go to Deborah. You are next, and you should be able to unmute yourself. Okay, I should be unmuted now. You are. Yep. Um. Yeah. Um. So this is for anybody except GDB. I'm a very loyal user of GDB, so I'm asking the question for other people in the audience who may not go there. I have a bad knee. I worked six dogs as a very athletic person. Then I tore my ACL. I have no ACL. When I trained with my seventh dog, GDB was very accommodating to the fact that I suddenly had all these balance issues. They were great. I am curious what other schools are doing for people that have balance issues. Okay, thank you, Deborah. So, again, Guide Dog School reps, if you'd like to unmute. If anyone would like to co comment on the balance issues question. I can jump in. This is David. Uh, dog. So, um, yeah, it, it's so depends on the individual's needs, right? So um, we certainly work with clients. We have a deafblind program. Um, and typically for our deafblind clients that can come with uh, balance or, or gait issues. Um, and so in terms of modifications, um, one, there's the way that the, the dog is trained, to uh, accommodate to some degree for that balance, i.e. They're, they're resilient and robust to deal with either being bumped into or if you swing the other way, kind of uh, maintaining that straight line. And then we'll look at the equipment as well. So uh, we have modified the harness to have a, a separate handle that's kind of more rigid uh, that can be held on to for um, going upstairs, for example, um, as well as um, clients who use their own support cane. Um, we can certainly trial those things, but I, w I will always suggest to work with your own kind of occupational therapist in terms of support canes because they're going to be able to size that uh, properly. Um, so, yeah, so that's kind of what we do. This is Melissa from the Seeing Eye. I would just, I would generally echo some of what, I guess the part of what David is saying that I would echo is that we really, you know, I'm going to qualify this and say, I am the advocacy specialist. I am not, um, I am not an instructor. I am not a GDMI, but I will say that I know we, we look at things on a case by case basis and we definitely have people who are, um, apply to us and who are our students and grads who do have different types of gates perhaps because of mobility 
impairments or, or ex mobility experiences that they've had that have affected those things. And so obviously you have to have enough stamina to be able to work with a dog. And that, that just goes with that. That's sort of true no matter what, but we definitely have people who have a gait there. Not everybody has the same gait and there are people who have, um, sort of challenges related to that. And, and we look at these kinds of things on a case by case basis in terms of making the best match for that person, as long as they um, have the stamina and the ability to work with the dog. Hello, this is Trail from Guide Dog Foundation. Uh, just wanna uh, add to the answer from both Melissa and David, so thank you guys. Uh, one thing we do at the Guide Dog Foundation is we have a two-client-to-one instructor ratio, which does help uh, us individualize training for each individual. So if somebody has balance issues or any other gait or any other physical issues, whatever issues that you do have, no worries because we can train the dog for you and we can specialize the training of the dogs. Our instructors in training, they train four dogs at a time for 12 weeks. So they do have a lot of time to customize the training of the dog. We also do have a lot of support going home. Uh, for class, we do have the ability to do part of class on campus, do part of class at home, do full home training for any of our consumers, as well as we do have a lot of follow-up care for whenever any of our consumers need it, we're there to support our consumers for the lifetime of their guide dog. Again, our goal is to have all the guide dogs stay out for nice long lives with their consumers and live without boundaries. Thank you. Hi, uh, this is Jesse from Guiding Eyes for the Blind. Um, we have a specialized training program, um, which is a program that um, is a highly customized training program. We work um, with people who have balance issues um, on a broad spectrum from people who balance issues are a different gait all the way up to someone who has a very high fall risk. Um, we do have, uh, with our specialized training program, we do train our dogs for the specific individuals. Um, in our specialized training program, the dogs train for an extended period of time. They train anywhere from six months to nine months. Um, so once their guide dog training is completed, we then uh, match the dog and then based on that match, the dog continues training for an additional four to five months um, for the person's specific needs. Um, so whether that need, whether they're using a support cane, a quad cane, um, whether we use specialized harnesses, so if someone really needs to um, place weight on the dog to be able to maintain balance, um, we have harnesses that are specifically designed not only for the person, but also for the dog to help support them, support the person's weight in a manner that's safe for everybody. Okay, anyone else for that question? Okay. Um, yeah, I'm... Yes. Uh, I love that we're having these are great questions and I hate to cut people off, but I know that we have to stop this session in on a timely basis because of yes. the codes. And so with the time we have left, I, I think it might be time to thank our presenters and give that code and sort of wrap this up so that we don't go over um, because that can cause some real problems for folks. 
Absolutely. So thank you. So here I'm going to now give the ending code. Again, I'm going to repeat this twice and then I will not be able to give it after. So this is five characters, mix of letters and numbers. So this is A as in alpha, the number is eight, five. A as in alpha, D as in delta. So again, it's A as in alpha, the number is eight, five. A as in alpha, D as in delta. And please do stay with us if you are interested in the next session that we have at three. It is using the same link that you just joined. So feel free to stay on board and that will start at three. And I am going to clear all hands now. So Andrea, Penny, back to you if you like with this. The session is now completed. Um, we do have this uh, several minutes now in between for session transition. It's Andrea again. I just want to say to any of our speakers who might still be within hearing range, thank you so much. Vicki, to you, an amazing job. I, um, as is the case with my entire convention coordinating team, you guys make me look great and make my life really easy because y'all do amazing work, so I don't have to do amazing work. Um, and thank you. It's, it, yeah, it's the second year I've had the privilege of working with you in this role, and it's amazing. I, I'm so excited for us as an organization to have you. Um, and it's great to hear from the schools. It's so exciting. It's just so, it's so inspiring to realize how much independence is available to all of us as people who want to be dog, who want to be in this guide dog lifestyle and be partnered with a dog and cool that there are options and choices and, and so many ways to meet the needs that are out there. And so to all of the guide dog schools who are here and who weren't here, thank you. Thank you so much for what you do. And a shout out to all puppy raisers, even though you may not be on this call without puppy raisers, none of us would be able to do what we do, whether we're guide dog handlers or trainers. Um, any any job you have at a guide dog school, anyone who's a guide dog handler, it's because of puppy raisers. So thank That's you. That's exactly right. That's I, I maybe, hopefully next summer we'll be able to have some pup, more puppy raisers and, and more members available. Um, I just want to thank you, Vicki. I don't know what we would do without you. So please don't ever leave. Um, and Andrea, that goes for you too. Um, I want to say to any um, <clears throat> any uh, any members or, or other participants who are still here, that if you want more information about the guide dog schools, either those that were represented here today or those who couldn't uh, participate, all of our guide dog school surveys have been updated on our website. <clears throat> Excuse me. And if you just go to our website and search for the word surveys, it'll take you right to that link. And you can find out lots of things about all the guide dog schools and be able to compare one against another. So Penny, we're happy to be is, able to do that. This is Maria. I apologize just to correct quickly. It is not uh, immediately off of the home page of surveys. It's oh, I thought it was on the menu. I'm sorry. No, no problem. Please go <laughs> to resources, and then you will see guide dog school surveys. That's exactly right. I'm sorry. <laughs> but go anyway because it's worth it. Yeah. And you can reach our website in two ways. You can either type in the full guide dog users inc org, or you can type in and you'll be redirected to the same place. Uh, but you can also type in gdui, excuse me, gdui.org to get there also. And like I said, resources, that's a link off of the main uh, navigation menu on every page of our website. Click on resources and then click on uh, surveys. And don't forget, this is Andrea, don't forget about our handbook that was worked on so diligently and was published, it was last year, correct? Yes, last year. 
Um, and that is um, available on Bard and in, in Braille and audio and um, Bookshare. Bookshare. And on Amazon, if you'd like to Amazon, Right, exactly. It's on Amazon. And it is called... Um, Quick, someone, tell me what it's a called. Hand, a handbook, handbook for the perspective guide dog users. Guide dog handler, I think. A handbook for the perspective guide dog handler. You're right. You're right. Yeah. I'm looking it up on my phone. <laughs> we all read it and then we forgot the title. Exactly. <laughs> and I can assure you, as, as completely non GDUI at the moment, speaking from personal, this is Maria, your Zoom facilitator. I know when I was uh, looking at guide dog schools and thinking about the guide dog lifestyle in 2011, that um, in 2010, 2011, that pri the prior edition of that handbook was really helpful to me. Yeah, that's what happened to me too. Yeah, me too. <laughs> mm -hmm. 